All right, welcome to Muddy Water. Thanks for tuning in. That intro by Kansas, Carry On My Wayward Son. I love what it says. Once I rose above the noise and confusion just to get a glimpse behind this illusion. And that's pretty much what we're about here. That's what we're going to keep doing. That's what we're going to keep attacking is this illusion. Um, you've all heard the crazy the crazy guy in the corner talking about uh, how everything is misleading. Well, I am that guy. And we're just going to talk about uh, how we can approach it and how we can open our minds, um, our mind's eye, to see reality. That way, we're not... Uh, falling into the trap any longer welcome to muddy water all right so the kansas song i i absolutely love it a friend uh introduced uh the song to me and i know it's a it's a very popular song all right but i was out of the loop a little bit a friend of mine sends it to me uh trying to encourage me uh because it talks about if you really look at the lyrics and this is it's this way for a lot of these older songs uh, if you look at the lyrics and what they're saying, it matches up to this concept of in in uh, it, um, to life being an illusion and us being believers of said illusion. Um, one thing that got introduced at uh, the time was LSD, and a lot of people were tripping on this shit. Okay, and it seems like it sparked this sort of movement where people started to claim that the society that they were a part of was a grand scheme. You know, it was propaganda. And th this drug allowed people to see through this machine. I I'm an explorer of experience, I will say, and I have uh, taken adventure uh, on on these sorts of things. And. It's intriguing. It really is intriguing. It's what kind of opened my mind to be like, you know what? Maybe some of these things that they call conspiracy uh, needs to be talked about. Maybe some of these things that they say, uh, you know, that's far-fetched or um, that's not uh, possible because all the leading blah, blah, blah say blah, blah, blah. You know? And I said, well, you know, all the leading experts told me not to trip on shrooms, too. <laughs> but I did it. And it opened my mind to things that I never really thought would be um, true, I guess, realities I didn't think existed. And I went pretty deep with it at first, but I'm the kind of person that once I start exploring, I want to see where this shit's going to go. It's really hard for me to back down once I've gone on a trail. I have to see where the fucking trail goes. I can't just be like, oh, halfway down the trail, and they said this was at the end, but you know what? I believe them. No. Let me tell you, I don't believe you. Okay, I am a skeptic to the max, but skeptic in the way um, that it will be defined in philosophy. I just ask questions, okay? I ask questions, and I follow the questions until I get an answer. Uh, and not always is the answer explicit, not always is it handwriting on the wall, per se, um, or, you know, an act of a passing movement of Congress, whatever, clouds in the sky. It's sometimes 
you just start to understand things because we all grow, right? We grow as people. And so when you mature, um, you change perspective. When you start, as you go through life, and uh, this will be supported by uh, special relativity in the way that space-time works. As you go through life, um, the further up you go in space-time, along the course of your life, the more your perspective changes. Now, it doesn't change the facts, what happened. It doesn't change those things, but the way you see it begins to shape um, into, it begins to morph into something different uh, because of the way that space-time functions. Um, it's, you know, our minds change, our viewpoints change. And a lot of people f believe if your perspective isn't changing throughout life, then you're not moving. That's the bottom. That's the thing. It, every position that you move into, the perspective is different. What we like to do is change perspective on or, or call um, something a change perspective when it's really just an acceptance of what is, what we believe to be. We just accept it. I see this um, a lot with, uh, you know, the kind of people that when you say, well, you know, is it possible that maybe, I don't know, for um, political people, um, is it possible that um, a Democrat would have been the better candidate? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Why? Because they cling to their historic perspective. The historic per Look at what everyone's arguing about right now. It's all about what happened. That's all these people can ever talk about. What happened? But they have no fucking clue where they're going. <laughs> you know? Where are we going? That is the real question. What happened can't be changed. Last time I checked, we can't fucking, fucking travel in time. Except for that guy that writes The Simpsons. That dude travels in time. Joe Rogan was talking about that. I thought it was hilarious. Time travel. It makes you wonder. It really does. It makes you wonder. But the point is, you can't go back and change anything. The, the past is a metaphor for the current. And action is the bridge for the future. You catch what I'm saying here? The past, history is a metaphor for the present. And action is the bridge from the present to the future. Meaning, learn from the past. Do things in the present to change where you're going in the future. That's the way life should be lived. That's how we, that's how we achieve things. We don't look at history and try to stretch it out as long as possible. Well, we do, but we shouldn't. It's stupid. It's absolutely ridiculous to hold on to the past. The past is always going away. Same as the present. The present and the past are always fading away. Constantly. On a, on a, on a consistent 24-hour-a-day basis, the past is always fading further and further and further. It doesn't matter. It honestly doesn't matter. What happened yesterday, it doesn't matter now. Today, it doesn't matter. Maybe you're reaping the consequences. Maybe you're reaping uh, what you sow, so to speak. Um, but from here on, what happened yesterday just absolutely doesn't matter. It makes no difference. And that's, it just baffles me, the viewpoint, the position, you know, the perspective. I call them perspective clingers. They cling with their dear life 
to perspective rather than um, allow experience to guide them. You know, I I don't necessarily believe in a God in the religious sense. I don't really believe in the God of Spinoza either, the one that Einstein um, believed in himself. Uh, you know, just all the things that are benevolent are God, um, that sort of concept. I don't really know that I agree with that. But I do believe that the universe has um, energy that pulls us and pushes us and guides us into the best version of ourselves. But why do you think that these generations that don't question shit, why do you think they don't give a fuck about the universe, about the earth and the environment? Because they don't attempt better. They don't try to become the best versions of themselves. The best version of yourself, according to these types of people, the best version of you is the kind that doesn't change. You know? Now, my, my talks are going to sound contradictive, but you have to understand the point that I'm getting at here. I'm not talking about, you know, I talk a lot about the sovereignty of the self. And you say, well, if I am 100% sovereign in myself, then I don't need to change. Right. You don't need to change. That's true. And people should accept you for who you are. But do you know what freedom is? Freedom is not something that should be attached to, um, what's the word, stationary uh, perspectives. Freedom is not for the stationary it's not for people who do the same thing over and over and over. Freedom, that's not the, the most vibrant uh, path of freedom. That's not the most vibrant viewpoint or the most vibrant perspective of freedom. Maybe it is for some people who don't want to change. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with this until you start implementing this no change policy on the rest of the world. Hey, you're, you're doing things that I don't like. Uh, I don't like things to change. So you can't do it either. True freedom is one's ability or one's freedom in becoming whoever they should choose to become. Freedom should be attached to progress. We're free to progress. And um, that's kind of the, that's kind of where my issue with, most uh, sources of belief, most sources of ideology come with or come from is that they don't tap into this freedom of progression. They look at something that is as it was. And that just doesn't work. If I continue to view myself um, the way that I view myself when I was 18, I would be an idiot. I'd be a complete fool. No chance of accomplishing anything because all I could think about was sex and basketball. That was all I gave a shit about. And drinking. That was it. That's all I cared about. I didn't think about anything else, but I grew. I grew out of that. Imagine if you looked at your wife, girlfriend, fiancé, or husband, boyfriend, fiancé, the same way you did the first day you met them. Now, sure, maybe there's more butterflies there. But don't you don't you think that you gain a deeper appreciation over time? You really start to know them. At least, you know, that's how it's been with my fiance. 
I really began to understand her on a deeper level. And now I can't imagine life without her. On the first day I met her, I could definitely imagine life without her. Sure, she was hot. She um, had a lot to offer. I loved talking with her. Uh, she's intelligent. But all those things I could live without. Now, the person that she is, I can't imagine life without her. Because I understand the weight that is behind the decisions she makes. It's like watching a movie, being in a relationship. You know, it's like watching this show where you're like, man, what is she going to do? What does she think? You know, How is she going to contribute to this moment? What is her view? Oh my gosh, it's fucking enlightening. Whenever you get past that step in a relationship, well, it's no different with the relationship with yourself. When you get past that introduction, that intro level um, psychology course, um, those two moments of counseling uh, that you took because your parents made you or because they were getting a divorce or because you needed to write some paper for fucking college. When you get past that and you allow yourself to be submerged in um, this kind of spiritual um, self-analysis... You gain a perspective and an appreciation that just wasn't there before. And that's where the shallowness of existence finds its source. In, uh, in society's complete lack of appreciation for depth. Society is founded on principles that don't change. When you start changing things, um, people lose their footing. And I'm not saying it's terrible to have a position in which you're grounded, right? There's nothing wrong with having establishments, okay? A point of uh, reference. That's fine. But when that point of reference becomes your entire reality, uh, it's a little bit insane to limit the human perspective to something so narrow. Why? Why is it... Of course it's fear. We, we know that it's fear. The reason people don't do things is fear. And the reason people do things is fear. But have you ever met that person who didn't act out of fear? You could... There's a different feeling. There's this different vibe you get from these people when you're around them. When they talk, you want to hear what they have to say. Because you're like, wow. This person is different. You can tell. It's unscripted. They're not rehearsing something. They're not uh, convincing you of anything. They're just genuine. You know, they're just a genuine person. That's who I strive to be. That's who I strive to be. I want to be genuine. I just want to talk it out. I just want to know maybe um, could we go further? And what do you have to say about it? What's your perspective? I'm not the kind of guy who believes that my perspective is the only perspective that exists. I love to hear other people's perspective. The problem is getting people to have a perspective. It's really difficult, actually. I'll ask, sometimes I ask questions, and I get these looks, these blank looks, and it's so frustrating because you get treated like the idiot. Yeah, That's the funny thing is when you have an idea that the majority of people can't see, they think that you're stupid. They think that your IQ is low. Um, they're like, wow, that's that's completely ludicrous. 
But nine times out of ten, that person um, is the one that is going to draw up something for the future. Futuristic mind, future, uh, um, future-minded people are the ones that are seeing the reality now, and they have a vision, a goal, a dream. They have a dream of something they want to accomplish. Why do you think Martin Luther King's most famous speech begins with, I have a dream? He had a dream. He had a vision. But it took him a while to uncover that. He didn't just come out of the womb. Being the leader that he was. It's that way for all of us. It's a work in progress, but we have to be willing to ask the questions. We have to be willing to ask the question, is there a benefit to abortion? Is allowing abortion something that we can uh, affect our society in a positive way? Is this, is this a reality? Can we just be having every baby? Is that something that we can actually do? And what is the ethical foundation for this? This is philosophy. This is what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about right now is philosophy in and of itself. And it's a lost art. We don't know how to ask questions anymore, and it really it really leads us astray. And what you'll find is that the more questions you ask, the more spiritual your life actually becomes. You tap into something that you don't experience by sitting in a pew or um, reading a novel or um, attending mass or uh, visiting a mosque. You don't experience this. Because all these things are influences. Whenever you ask questions, you begin uh, to develop influence within yourself. Um, and from there, you become an influence yourself. And when you begin to influence your environment, you see um, the realities. You really begin to see the realities because you can feel the resistance when I walk in a room, I can feel resistance from people. I don't, I don't know. About, and I'm not saying this ultra like, ooh, I'm psychic and you are this and that. But you just get these vibes, you know? You start to feel, you start to feel the vibes. Whenever, think about communication for bats, um, for dolphins. They use echolocation, right? Where does the signal originate, though? It, it originates within them, right? They emit the signal. And when it bounces back to them, they're able to navigate. They're able to understand their environment. They're able to see what's out there. It's no different when you uh, reach in yourself and uncover um, your own energy, your own personal vibe, who you are. You send that out, and it bounces off things and comes back to you, and it, and it tells you about your environment. It starts to open your eyes uh, uh, to uh, what's happening around it. And that's the thing is your vision doesn't change. Buildings don't all of a sudden look like castles or some crazy shit like that. No, it's your, it's your mind's eye. You've heard all the talks you know, about the pineal gland um, and how it opens your mind to these spiritual things. Well, I've practiced meditation and things like that in my personal life, and I haven't quite achieved what uh, some people claim to have achieved or seen or 
whatever it may be. But I can tell you that uh, my perspective has changed drastically uh, just by allowing myself to experience uh, this kind of intuitive, I guess you would say, um, changing from a predetermined outlook to an um, ever-changing outlook. Constantly uh, receiving information via intuition, you know? What what would happen if uh, the world allowed this? Is it a coincidence that um, people who uh, experiment with these different drugs, you know, like mushrooms or LSD, some people smoking some heavy-ass uh, weed, <laughs> you experience something that opens your mind to the idea that we are one in nature. It happens to all of them, everybody. It happened to me. It happens to everyone who does these things, experiments with these things. You come out of it seeing things in a different way. It connects you to your intuition. And you start to see reality. You start to see how fake you are. Just start. that. I remember that was a wake-up call for me. I said, man. I am living such a fucking lie. I'm lying to myself and I'm lying to everyone around me. I'm trying to be somebody that I simply am not. I am not this man that I am portraying. But the thing is, I didn't know it. I didn't pay attention. I didn't care. I didn't ask the question because I only saw one uh, one position, one factor it was all I could see. It was all I could envision. I kept trying to be it, be it, be it, be it. But I couldn't because it wasn't who I am. So we're left with uh, a discussion about um, our identity. And we have to try to figure out where this might uh, come from. I'm going to get a little bit sciencey and technical for a second. Uh just to kind of make this this point clear to really outline what I'm trying to say. And I'm going to start with the definition of the word inertia. Okay, Its definition is a tendency to do nothing or to remain unchanged. In physics, it's a property of matter which remains unchanged, whether in a state of uniform motion or at rest. But the laws of physics... Uh, as defined by Newton, says his first law, that an object will remain at rest or in uniform motion in a straight line unless acted upon by what? An external force. Um, for us, it seems that we need this, uh, I guess you would say, external force in society to guide us into different directions. And that was true for a long time. Newton was the fucking god of physics for a couple hundred years. And then Einstein comes along and says, well, there are special scenarios, and it's called special relativity. And time is not just time, and space is not just space, but it's called space-time. And special relativity happens within space-time to where um, the, the pace at which an object travels changes 
uh, time. It changes the speed in which time uh, passes, which means that for individuals traveling at different rates, at different speeds, perspective is changed. It's changed. What does that say to us then? It, are all the laws still the same? If we are inert, do we need an outside force to awaken ourselves? Or are we capable of acting on our own accord and thus uh, eliminating the inertia in our own personal lives? Or do we still, at this point in, in, in uh, our existence as a race, do we still need outside forces to convince us to escape the grasp of inertia? To, to escape this um, frozen pond that we're living in. We have reached a new era for humanity, a time in which we no longer need an outside force to tell us, hey, you don't kill people. You don't kill people. We don't not kill because it's the law. We do it because we don't want to. It's a change within us, our desire. Our desire is what ultimately becomes our belief. What is it that you want? We think, you know, when you're young and you grow up in the Bible Belt, you think, well, I really want to sin, but because God says so, I'm not going to sin and I'm going to be happier. But as you grow up, you realize that you're not... You're not doing these things because you don't really want to do them necessarily. It's because you're afraid of the consequences. Fear is no reason to do anything. I don't care what it is. Fear is not the reason. Why? Fear just isn't it. And I don't want to continue witnessing my friends and my family and society act from a position of fear when you have what it takes inside of you by taking massive determined action as Tony Robbins would say you can spring yourself into a new perspective if you're not happy with the way your body looks wake the fuck up go to the goddamn gym and you can change your perspective so I mean to sum all this up the point is, the future is waiting, and I personally feel stuck because I kind of feel by myself. You know, I'm like that kid that wants to play what no one else wants to play. I'm like, hey, let's play some fucking Monopoly, and everyone's like, how about we watch Netflix? And I'm like, god damn it. You know, I want some discussion here. I want to see what people can come up with. Yeah. I uh, I used to have a lot of friends that were kind of like artsy, you know, really good at painting, drawing, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, you know, paint something for me. Draw me something. They're like, well, what do you want? I'm like, no, 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 from you. You're the talent here. Let it come from within you. I want to know what you have. I want to understand you through your artwork, you know? And that's kind of this podcast. I, understand me when you listen to this. This is what I'm really about. I want to see the world change for good. I want to see it change for good. And I want to see people um, grow into a mindset uh, that values this type of change, that values 
self-identity, that values um, a strong self-identity, uh, that they can influence their own life. I don't, I don't like looking around and seeing all the negativity and uh, the way people are hurt by others consistently and 24-7. I truly believe in a better world, and I truly believe that we can accomplish that together as millennials while maintaining our sovereignty. Okay? These are not complicated things. You just have to do them. We just have to explore it. I would love to be the first generation that introduces philosophy at the middle school and high school levels, that we don't just retain it as something you do on the side to kind of help you think about the law better. No, this is where it should be started. This is where creation of idea comes from, is knowing how to ask good questions, knowing how to reflect deeply on what you see around you. And it's not going to be everyone's topic. It's not going to be everyone's subject. But it can be something that shapes the world. If you look at the chain of philosophy, you'll see that society is consistently shaped by philosophers. You don't know their names, okay? But they came up with it long before you believed it. I promise. I promise they did. That's society. But we're out of time for today. Thank you for listening to Muddy Water with me, Cannon, your host, um, as I would like to elegantly state. That's it. Hopefully, uh, you listen in tomorrow and the next day and all the days after because we got some awesome interviews coming up. Got an actress. That's right, an actress we're going to be talking to, getting her perspective. Uh, we got a uh, mother who is uh, attempting to start her own business. We got a basketball coach. We have a teacher slash basketball coach. Who knows where the carousel is going to go, folks? I certainly don't, because this podcast is all about uh, podcast is all about possibility and what can happen. What can happen will happen. That doesn't always mean negative as Murphy's Law is so consistently associated with. But what can happen will happen means that if good things can happen, they will happen. If a positive future can happen, it will happen. All right, that's it. Um, have a good one, y'all. I'll see you tomorrow.